about you this morning, but I am glad to be in the house of the Lord yet one more time. Amen. We need to thank God this morning for all of his blessings, for his grace, for his mercy. Amen. His mercy endures just forever. We just want to welcome you this morning uh, to our in-person service, as well as those who are watching by live stream today. This is the first Sunday of October, and just praising God that he allowed us to make it this far in this year. Amen. And so we're rejoicing in the name of the Lord. Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord that he is God. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves. And we are his people and we're the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. Those of you who are here this morning, please stand with us this morning and let's sing together. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Thank you. 
Consider us children, and that you would want us to call our Father. You're so great and so mighty, and who are we but your children? Hallowed be thy name. Your name is holy above all names. Thy kingdom come. You have a kingdom. We're asking to have presence in that kingdom, Lord. Thy will be done. Not my will. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you again for this beautiful day you've crafted. But we only appreciate it because we've been through the storm. We've seen the days when the sun didn't seem to shine. But there it is today. Bright and bold as ever. We give you all the praise and all the glory, all the honor. For you are worthy. We thank you again for another opportunity to come together collectively. And to let the world know that thou art the living God. Above you there is none other. Bless the pastor. He's got a word today, dear Lord. But by the grace of God, you have given him an extra boost. Strength, confidence, courage. That he may preach the unadulterated word of God. Let nothing hold it back. Make our hearts ready. Make our minds steadfast. Bless the service. Every song that's sung, every prayer that's prayed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for remaining standing for our responsive reading. Comes to us uh, from 581 in the text on the big screen. It's entitled, The Lord's Supper. Amen. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. 
this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. For let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chaste of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another, everyone. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order.
be seated. God in three persons. Blessed Trinity. Amen. Amen. You know, that's one of those songs that speaks to your heart and touches your spirit. And it makes us think about truly how holy God is. And he is a holy God, which means that he has to address sin in our lives because he loves us. And so the more we recognize and realize that God is holy and that we are to live our lives uh, in his holiness, to let God know that we appreciate everything that he has done for each and every one of us. Amen. Certainly glad to see you all this morning. And we have our welcome this morning, Sister Michelle Lewis. Amen. And Michelle has a daughter with her who she's going to introduce as well. Amen. Let's welcome Sister Michelle and her daughter. Thank you. Um, good morning, Second Baptist friends and family. Um, I'm Michelle, and yes, this is my daughter Melanie, who God blessed me with the day she was born. God blessed me yesterday on my 73rd birthday. My daughter came down by herself, no no kids, no husband, to spend the day with me. And it was just our, I don't know when the last time was that we had alone time, but anyway, this was my best birthday present. Um, and I thank you all for your texts and your birthday cards. So we're here to greet and welcome any first-time visitors, both here in-house as well as those on live stream. We're happy that you chose to stop by and worship with us, and we hope that the time that you share with us this morning will serve to strengthen um, your Christian journey. So if you're ever in the area again, we hope that you'll stop by and once again worship with us, because at Second Baptist, we have a saying. The first time you're a visitor, the second time you're family. So I just want to say good morning, and it's great to see some of you a second time, and to meet some of you. I did enjoy spending my mom's birthday with her. It's special. Um, to me, and I just wanted to share a phrase that is really meaningful to my mom, and that is, uh, life is not about waiting for the storm to pass, but learning to dance in the rain. Amen. Amen. We want to thank Sister Michelle and daughter Melanie, amen, and you know, I'm going to talk to your mom about making you come up there with her. <laughs> That's a nice birthday present uh, for her. So thanking God for all of his blessings and thanking the Lord for each and every one of you. As you know, our 2023 theme for this year is that we are together in Christ. You know, I think we take that for granted, that we are together in Christ. And thank God for togetherness and thank God family, amen, for all of the blessings that God continues to bestow upon us. Uh, After church today, uh, we are scheduled to celebrate with the Macedonia Baptist Church of Newtown for their 115th church anniversary, amen. Those of you who know we're here last week, we celebrated our 116th church anniversary and had just an awesome time. I want to just say thank you 
to each of you, those of you who were able to join us on last Sunday, those of you who couldn't make it, I want to thank our CCH team and, and everyone else who uh, participated and helped out uh, with the uh, service and with the dinner afterwards. We had a great time of fellowship, and it was just nice uh, being able to sit down with one another and get an opportunity to talk and to break bread together. And so truly it was a blessing that God has given us. Amen. Uh, after the service today, those who would like to uh, go with us uh, down to Newtown, we will be meeting here at the church at 1.30 p.m. Uh, and we'll be leaving here. We're going to carpool down. So if you would like to go, please let Sister Hamlin know uh, so we can just uh, finalize arrangements and uh, for those who would like to drive down uh, with us to participate in the service. They do have a lunch uh, for us as we arrive. Uh, it takes a half an hour uh, to get down there. So uh, we leave at 1.30. We should be there at 2. And uh, just looking forward to celebrating with them. Uh, a lot of these churches around this area all started around the same time within about a year of one another. And so uh, we went to go down and celebrate with them and let them know uh, that we love them and appreciate them. Amen. Reverend Jackson's mother and father attend that church. Amen. So we get an opportunity to see them. Told me his sister is up visiting. And so we're looking forward to seeing them as well. So please see Sister Hamlin uh, after church. Just let her know if you would like to go. And, um, and we're going to leave here promptly at 1.30 p.m. Amen. You know, one of the other blessings uh, in the life of the church is on every time we're here, we have an opportunity to give back to God, realizing that everything that we have, it comes from God. God has blessed us in so many ways. There are three ways that you can give here at Second Baptist Church. For those of you who are here in person, we have an offertory box located in the back of the church. So before you leave today, please just uh, drop your tithes and your offerings in there. We greatly appreciate it. Those of you who are watching online, please just click on the Tithely button there on uh, the device that you are using. You can submit your tithes and offerings there, or you can mail it in. So we are just grateful, and we are thankful for all of the blessings of God. Amen. We are going to uh, have Pastor Paul and his daughter, Zanisha. Amen. They're going to bless us in song.
Church family. All right. Can you believe that it is October 1st? It's been a very fast year. And, you know, not being in the moment, I was like, it's October 1st. I mean, it's 85 days to Christmas. <laughs> so you're feeling stressed now. I did, that wasn't the intent, but... Uh, but in all, in all fairness, um, it is a really good reminder for us, though, to be in the moment, right? Because as much as we look forward to Christmas, Christmas is not promised to us. And so as we are here today, I'll ask that we all bow our heads and prepare ourselves for the moment. Dear Lord, we are here once again to get closer to you. Dear Lord, we are here to be in your presence. And as we come in your presence, dear Lord, we want to first say thank you. Thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us in the last week, the last month, the last year, our entire lives. Thank you, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we also want to thank you for the many challenges because we know that without challenges we do not grow. Dear Lord, we also want to ask that you look down upon all of us and of course upon the many of us who have not sustained the challenges we face. And Lord, give us angels again the strength to continue to get closer to you, to continue to reach out and strive. And as we become before you today at this church service, Lord, we ask that you help us to clear our minds, to 
to open our hearts to reach for you to be with you and Lord we ask that you continue to build up our pastor to build his strength to empower his voice to give him the power to reach out to more and to help us out and Lord as we do all of this we continue to pray to be closer to you and in your name we pray Amen Let the church say amen Amen You know I love hearing Ed's deep voice uh, over there We, uh, uh, you know I don't know who they used was it Morgan Freeman they used as God's voice uh, in the movie uh, Ed probably was a backup uh, over there <laughs> so just thanking God for all of his blessings you know as we were listening to that song that Pastor Paul and Sister Denisha sang uh, Pastor Paul wrote that song and it is just I said Pastor Paul that needs to be out more Amen. just a beautiful beautiful song and, and uh, we just want to thank God for the gifts and talents that God has blessed Pastor Paul uh, with and Sister Denisha Brother Chris Amen you know, one of the highlights in the church is when we receive and accept new members where God has placed in the hearts of those to not only to give their heart and their life over to the Lord, but also uh, to have them be a part of the fellowship and the body of Christ. We are blessed today. On last Sunday, we had uh, baptisms, amen, and uh, the water was absolutely freezing cold. Sister Hamlet said to me, he said, uh, you seemed a little off a little bit when you were doing. I said, listen, I was freezing in there. I said, my lips were chattering and, and I could barely get a word out. But it is a blessing. It certainly was a blessing. And so on this day, uh, we have our right hand of fellowship where we want to officially welcome into the church, amen, the Garrido family, amen, and uh, I'm going to ask if you would come up now, and if you would stand on this side of me, and then Brother Xavier uh, Peters, if he would come, amen, and just come and stand, amen, if you want to just turn and face the congregation, amen, don't they look lovely, amen. And you, you too, Xavier. Matter of fact, stand uh, over here. We're going to let Xavier squeeze in right there. Xavier look good too. Come on. Let's praise God for Xavier. <laughs> We're going to ask at that time that our deacons uh, would come and they have a special presentation to make to you. Then they will welcome you. And then we're going to ask for our deaconess then to come up and welcome our new members. Amen. Uh, from my right to, to left, we have Sister Naw. Garrido, that's a little, uh, is it Ziggy? A little Ziggy, amen. Brother Daniel, who was baptized, and, and uh, his sister, Yesenia, uh, goes by Nia. Nia, or, sorry, Nia, okay, and, and the dad, amen. Derek, and for Xavier, amen.
Jason, if you want to come on this side. Leaning on the everlasting arm. Amen. I wanted to share with you, uh, Sister uh, Na had sent me a text this morning, and she said, uh, Pastor, my children want to sing a song to honor God this morning. And you know I was going to say absolutely yes to that. Amen. And so, uh, Na, I know whatever arrangement that you have. <laughs> All right. And as they get ready to sing, we'll have our deaconess, uh, you all may be seated uh, there, our deacons, if you would like to come around as well, and we'll let them do that. Amen. Xavier, you may have a seat at this time, unless you want to sing this morning. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Xavier don't know, but I, we, I, I'm going to get something out of him, too. So we're praising God for his blessing. is so good. He's so good to me. Amen. 
not only did they do a great job, but they know what they're singing about, you know. The reason why I know the children's names because they have been in vacation Bible school. We spend a week together and learning about God. And I just want to say the parents, they have done an awesome job of teaching their children. They know who the Lord is. And they love the Lord. And what a blessing. Come on, let's thank the Lord for them. And I took note of the voices. Amen. Uh, We're getting ready to get our youth choir back up and running. Sister Hamlin says she's retired. She wants to work with the... And all I said was, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so we will be getting some information out uh, for our youth. Uh, choir. Amen. Let's pass the pause. Denise is going to bless us in song. Let's try in the house of the Lord. 
Father God, we shout out your praise. Lord, you alone are worthy of all of the praise, the glory, and the honor. And so God, we have come this day, a day that was not promised to us. But Lord, we are grateful and thankful that you woke us up this morning and started us on our way. You placed a desire in our spirit to no matter what, to make it here to the house of the Lord, to shout out your praise. And so, God, we ask that you would speak to hearts today, Lord, if there's someone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins. Lord, you would speak to their hearts that upon your word coming forth, someone would cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask these things in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let the church. We want to shout out his praise. Amen. For a mighty good God that we serve. Amen. Just giving God all praise and glory and honor. And again, we want to welcome 
our new members here, the Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. And I want to let you know, if you don't know already, what a great decision you made in giving your heart and life over to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the greatest and the best decision that anybody can ever make in this life. Amen. Because the decision that you made has eternal significance in their lives. Amen. So now the challenge comes for each of them and also for us. What are you going to do with this time that the Lord has given unto you? Amen. You know, on last week, we talked about the fact on our anniversary that this is God's church. It's his. It's not ours. So today what I want to do, I want to follow up on another area, really, of stewardship to God. And that deals with the use of our time. Amen. Because the reality is that none of us know how much time that we have that's left. Amen. Uh, I want to share with our Bible study group that may be listening, for those of you who are here, that we never know. I got a call uh, this morning from... Brother George Conyers, uh, who is the husband of Sister Bertha Conyers, who's been attending our Bible study group for probably the last 12 years, and he shared with me that Bertha passed away um, two days ago, uh, and uh, Bertha was on Bible study with us, and I sensed that something may be a little wrong, but uh, not knowing that, as a matter of fact, George was unaware of things as well, and so was certainly surprised when Bertha didn't wake up uh, in the morning. And so none of us know the time that we have. I've been sharing with you that uh, my brother uh, Ron has been uh, very ill and uh, he was had to be taken back to the hospital again and he is not doing very well and Sister Hamlin and I are going to need to go out there uh, this week and to uh, just uh, check on things and just hold his hand and, you know, be there. But we know God has everything in control. His time is his time. None of us know the day nor the hour, but there has been a time appointed for each and every one of us. And so we need to be mindful of the time that God has given us. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, we see it on the entire spectrum. So we need to be mindful of our time. The Bible gives us some examples to consider. And really for us to look in the mirror at ourselves and, and, and deal with this question of time. And what are we going to do with this time that God has given us? You'd be so kind to stand with me here. Two passages of scripture that I want to share this morning. One coming from the Gospel of Luke in the sixth chapter, beginning at the 46th verse and reading through verse 49. For the word of God says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it 
because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. If you would turn over with me to Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 27, the word of God says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Amen. For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, tell them, don't waste your time. Tell somebody like you mean it this morning, don't waste your time. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Don't waste your time. None of us know how much time that we have. Many of us have heard the old adage that time waits. For no man. And the reality is, time seems to fly by so quickly. You know, when we were younger, some of you are still young, but those of us who are not that young, time, it seems, when we were growing up, took a long time. The summer seemed like almost a year of time that you had. And many of us seem like it was just yesterday that you were in high school, and now you're going to your 40th, 50th, 60th class reunion. Amen. And doesn't time seem to go by fast? Amen. In here, church. It seems like one day you're bouncing your child on your knee and the next day the same child has his own children and family. Time waits for no man. And somebody needs to know today, please don't waste your time that God has given you. So when we think of stewardship of God, we many times we think of money or we're thinking about material things. But your time is something God expects us to be good stewards of as well. Amen. Because how we spend our time on earth is going to be tremendously important when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I've had many, many people say to me over the years that I, I'd like to read the Bible, but I just don't have the time. I know some of you have probably said the same thing, and I, I read a while ago that the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, if you were to read it at the speed of somebody reading Scripture like we're reading Scripture today, that it would take 71 hours to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And if you broke that down into minutes, and if you were to divide it into a year, it means that only 12 minutes a day you could read the Bible from cover to cover. Amen? 
And so I wonder if those who don't read the Bible can honestly say to God, God, I just don't have 12 minutes a day to devote to your word. I'm I'm talking to somebody this morning, amen. I can hear some saying, God, I don't have the time because I have to talk on the phone. I don't have the time because I have to fix my hair. I don't have the time because I have to watch my favorite show on TV. God, I don't have time to read the Bible because I have to get some rest. Amen. Now, God, one of these days, I'm going to get around to it. I know that's what we say. And sometimes we say, and don't you know, the days will turn into weeks, the weeks will turn into months, and the months will turn into years if you don't make time for God. Amen. And I hate to say this, but some of us will die having never, ever read the entire word of God. Amen. So if you haven't started reading, you need to read the word of God. It's going to be a blessing to you. Amen. And part of God in good stewardship, according to God, is to study the word of God so that we can apply its message in our lives. Amen. We have two great Bible studies that we have going on on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. and at 7 p.m. And those of you who are here at our Bible study know it has been a blessing studying God's Word. And so my prayer is that we will make time, amen, to give God some time. When I look around the church, the, the church is ought to be full, amen. And But you wonder, where is everybody at? Where are you? What is so important in your life that you can't take time to come and to praise God and to say, thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings that he's given you. Amen. I know I'm preaching okay this morning. Amen. You see, part of our problem as Christians is that we are holding on to airs and beliefs about how to behave in a given situation that is totally against the word of God. Amen. You see, too many of us are doing what we think is right instead of doing what the God has told us to do in the Bible. Amen. Jesus put it this way in our text, Luke verse 46. Listen again to what it says. Luke verse 46. Listen to what it says. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Amen. In other words, he's saying, listen, I'm getting tired of hearing you call me Lord, Lord, when you don't, won't even do what I ask you to do. Amen. Truth is, we go around all the time, church, Lord, I need this. Lord, will you help me over here? Lord, I need a miracle in my life. Amen. Lord, I need your wisdom. Uh, Lord, I need more patience. Lord, help me to get a raise. Amen. Listen, if we're going to call Jesus Lord. Let's do what Jesus says to do. Amen in here, somebody. Listen to me. Jesus isn't impressed with us showing up to church every once in a while. Amen. Let me tell you something. The devil comes to church every Sunday. Amen. Just to try to keep some of us from hearing what God wants us to hear. Amen. Jesus wants to get on the inside of us so that he can change our way of thinking and the way that we do things. Amen. Now, when Jesus finished preaching, the words of our text, I'm sure there were people who came up to Jesus and would come to Jesus and say, Lord, that was a really good sermon today. You really told it like it was. Amen. 
And yo, Jesus probably said to them, especially after preaching this word that we just read, you know, well, are you like rock or are you like the sand? And the person probably asked, what do you mean like a rock or a sand? Jesus' response is that if you're a rock, you're going to go back home and your job and put this message into effect in your life. Amen. And if you are like sand, this message isn't going to do anything for you, not a bit of good for you, if you're like the sand. I want you to think this morning about how you spend your time. Amen. We're living in a society right now that's trying to pull you away from serving God, from being in God's house, and doing what the Lord asked you to do. When we were down in Texas for my brother-in-law's uh, funeral, Every, there had to be 15 churches on every block. And folk were going to church in the Bible Belt. And I shared with them, I said, I hate to say this, but up north, folk don't go to church regularly. I said, they got everything else to do other than being in the house of the Lord. Just think about what you're doing on Sundays. I thank God that you all are here this morning. But what is going on? Folk are not giving God the proper time that they should have. Amen, somebody? Think about it. How are you spending your time? Are you spending your time on the rock or are you spending it in the sand? Amen. All the time wasted on sand is just wasted. Have you ever seen anybody waste away their life? You've seen it. We've seen it. we got folk in our families, amen, where we've commented that they are wasting their life away. And I'm not just talking about somebody who's wasting their life away on drugs or alcohol, amen. I read a story not too long ago about a man who was a young man, and he came from a very poverty-stricken family. He was determined that when he grew up that he was going to have a good life and, and have all of these material things, and uh, his, his wife would never suffer as his mother suffered to make ends meet. And he worked hard, and he went to college, and he got his MBA, and everybody who met him said he is going to be somebody. He's going somewhere. Amen. And one day the man made it big. Amen. He was hired by a good company. He got married. He had a couple of kids. Everything was going well for him. He was living comfortably. He was accumulating all of the things that he wanted. He was moving up the corporate ladder and he invested his money well. He made a killing in the stock market and had success written all over him. And his wife asked him one day if he could finally cut back work so that they could spend some time together and even spend some time with God. And he told her that after the next big move, that he would cut back. And right now he needed to just plow himself and keep climbing up the ladder socially and economically and do this for his family. And one day he had realized that he had gone as far up the ladder as he can go. And he asked his wife, his wife asked him to come back and spend some time with her and the family and give God some time. Amen. And you know what he told her? He said, honey, I'm going as far as I can with this company. I'm just 45 years old. I got a plan that I want to tell you about in the morning after I run some numbers on the computer. And he's sitting there at the computer, and he was thinking, I made a lot of money with these stocks. I think I can sell them even more and double what I'm making. And he thought, listen, I've got a good thing going on. i got a beautiful home. i got a Mercedes and a Lexus. i got money in the bank. 
He said, my wife is right. I'm going to sit back and just chill out on life and do what I want to do. And while he was admiring his great skill and accomplishment, and as he was looking over all the material things of his life that he had gathered for his future, he heard from God the first time. God said, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And with that message, he grabbed his chest and he fell over onto his computer and his investment plans for the future, and he died. And his wife found him there the next day at the computer, simply looking as though he had fallen asleep. My brothers and my sisters, I want to tell you that Jesus said that this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but not that what's not rich towards God, amen? Because God knows all about our plans. God knows all about our dreams. He knows all about what it is that we plan to accomplish. He knows the hours that we are putting in. He knows the sacrifices that we are making. But God knows something we don't, church. God knows that when our time is going to run out, and just when that man thought he was ready to enjoy church, he lost it all. Tell somebody and tell them, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time chasing after these things of life down here. Because the man's tragedy wasn't in losing his wealth. The tragedy was that he had gained his wealth at the expense of his soul. Amen? His stewardship of his life was messed up. Amen? That man had prepared in advance for everything. He prepared in advance for the upcoming board meeting prepared in advance for the interview, for his financial situation to come. But when it came to the biggest meeting of his life, a meeting that is the most important interview that you and I are ever going to have in our life and experience, it is an examination of our account in heaven before the throne of God. Amen? He wasn't even close to being prepared. The only one who could possibly help him at the judgment seat of God was Jesus Christ. Amen. But all through his life, he had been too busy to make time for Jesus. All through his life, he couldn't be bothered with the ministry of the church. All through his life, he had to work overtime and extra time and be here and do this and to do that. He had to go to this meeting and that meeting. He had to play golf with the right group and go to the proper social functions. But church, you've got to make time for Jesus. Do you hear me this morning, church? Jesus put it this way in our text in Matthew 16, 24, 27. Listen to what he said. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life, watch church, they're going to lose it. But whoever loses their life for me, it says that he will find it. Amen. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Amen, somebody? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. 
and then he will reward each person according to what it is that they have done. Amen. Church, let me tell you something. When you stand before the Lord to give a stewardship account of how you spent your time, it's going to be based on what you've actually done for the Lord. Amen. Not what you intended to do. Amen. And here's somebody. Because nobody is going to be rewarded for good intentions. Amen. Good stewardship of our time doesn't mean that you got to spend every waking moment of our lives trying to get the church or doing something in the church. That's not what it means. Good stewardship of our time begins with the realization that God has given each of us a certain number of days. How many of y'all know that we have a certain time that God has given us? Amen. And God may or he may not give us any warning as when your time is up. Brother George, who I was speaking to today and speaking of his wife's birth of passing two days ago, he said, I had no clue, no warning that she was going to pass away. Sometimes God gives us a warning. Sometimes he doesn't. Amen. But let me tell you something. There will never be a better time for us to begin to seriously serve the Lord than right now. Somebody say right now. Right now. Because everything you have, it's all His. Amen? All of our time belongs to the glory of God. Hallelujah this morning. Whatever we do that can't be done to the glory of God needs to be eliminated from our lives. If we look at our schedules, amen, and we see all of these other things coming before serving God, coming before being in the house of the Lord, coming before uh, learning about and reading God's word, something is wrong, amen? And we need to realize that every day the clock is ticking. And each time that you look at your watch, look at your spiritual watch as well, amen? And ask, am I doing and I doing what the Lord is asking me to do? Time is running out, church, and each of us here right now determines each day just how much of Jesus that you are going to let into your lives. You can determine that, amen, because you got as much of God in you right now as you want to have. If you want more God in your life, believe me, God will give you more time for you to fellowship with him. But if you don't have time for God in your schedule, then you don't have much God in your spirit. Y'all don't hear me in here today. We're right back to the reason why some build houses on rock and why some build houses on sand. The reality is you can build a house a whole lot quicker on sand because you don't have to remove all of that stuff. You don't have to dig rocks out and, and move all of these things around. It's easier to build a house on sand, amen? But when you get ready to build a foundation on rock, you're going to have to dig a little deeper. You have to move things a little harder. Then you got to break up the pieces and then submit them together and level it all off. Amen. We all look as if we're building houses on rocks today, but some of us are not going to stand when the storm comes. Amen. How many of you know that a storm will come? Has anybody ever been through a storm? Come on in here, somebody. Have you ever been through a storm? Amen. Listen to me. It's one thing to blow it in this life because God is more than willing to forgive you and give you another chance. But if you stand before the throne of God and you hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you.
then there's no hope at all. So what I'm trying to tell you this morning, take the time now to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and live your life for Jesus Christ with the time that we have. Amen? The Bible says that there is no other name in heaven or earth or under the earth by which anyone will be saved other than Jesus Christ. Amen? The clock is ticking down. Amen? And letting you know that you are running out of time to do what God requires of you. Amen? Here's the first step. And that's getting saved. The second is living a life God has for you, church. Church, don't waste your time. Can I ask you this morning, is anybody glad that Jesus didn't waste his time? Hallelujah this morning. He took the time and left heaven. You all know that Jesus Christ sitting on the right-hand side of the Father in heaven, that he had to leave that place on the right-hand side of God the Father and come down to this messy world. Amen. How many of y'all know this is a messy world? The folk don't act right, don't live right, don't talk right, don't move right. Amen. But he left that wonderful place because he loves you and me. And to give us an opportunity to come to accept and to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so when I think about the goodness of God, when I think about the love of God, when I think about how good God has been to me and how good God has been to you, when I think about the time that God has given me and given you, then we ought to rejoice because God blessed us with a brand new day. Is there anybody glad that we have a brand new day? Is there anybody who's glad that God is still in the blessing business? And so I just came this morning to tell you, don't waste your time. Give God praise. Give God glory. Lift up his name. Live for God. Do what the Lord has asked you to do. And if you use your time wisely, if you give God praise each and every day of your life, if you do what God is asking you to do, if you spend time with God, if, if you come into his house and lift up his name, somebody ought to shout hallelujah this morning and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning, church. Thank God for giving us time. You know, we take it for granted. We really do. But when you talk to folk, or when you experience in your own life that somebody's here one day and they're going the next, you know, that could have been us. That could have been you. That could have been me. So think about offering up to God what he's asking of you. Don't waste your time. This life will move by for our young people. I want to tell you, some of us who are older will tell you, I don't know what happened with the time. I was young one day. I told my brother, we were young. We were throwing stones and rocks at each other, you know, and playing and all. Then the next day I know he's on a walker. My knees are hurt. You know, all of that stuff that we know that we go through. Time moves quickly. I don't know what even today will bring. Some have given up their life even on this day. We ought to thank God that he has spared us thus far. And so what time that you have, church, listen to me. Don't waste your time. Y'all hear me today? Amen. Don't waste your time. There may be someone here today, and the Lord is speaking just to you. You've heard the message about not wasting 
your time. I'm so glad to see young people as they give their heart and their life over to the Lord. They have a lifetime of service that is available for them to give to God. But wherever you are in your state of life, if you have never received nor accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, here's an opportunity right now to take good use of your time, to make the best decision that you will ever make in your life, and to give your heart and your life over to Jesus Christ. If there's someone here today, the Lord is speaking just to you, and you desire to have the Lord make a change in your life, all you have to do is to admit that you're a sinner, that you're in need of a Savior, to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, believing on him that Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. The word says thou shalt be saved. Amen. If there's someone here today, maybe you live in this community and you don't have a church home. You need a covering in your life. A place where you can come and use your gifts, your talents, and your treasures, which all belong to the Lord. Amen. If there's someone here today and the Lord is speaking to you, just come. Just as you are. Amen. What a mighty God that we serve. Church, don't waste your time. My, my prayer is that you will think about that as we leave here today, amen, to think about this aspect of the time that God has given us and the importance of not wasting that time, amen. You all may be seated at this time. We're going to ask for our deacons and deaconess to prepare themselves for our period of holy. something of his choice. Amen. As you partake of the Holy Communion on this Sunday morning, this special time that the Lord has set aside for us to come and to experience the Lord and to let the Lord know that we love him, that we appreciate everything that the Lord has done. But if there's something in your heart that is holding you back from serving God the way that you should or partaking of this communion, ask the Lord to make it right in your spirit and your soul that he will give you a clean heart. Amen. There are any who did not pick up their communion elements when it came in, just raise your hand, please. If there are any in need of their communion, Amen. 
on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus and they said unto him, Master, where shall thou we go to prepare to eat the Passover? And Jesus said unto them to go into the city to such a man and to say unto him, The Master saith, My time is at hand. I will eat the Passover at thy house along with thy disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them and they made ready the Passover. Jesus sat down with the twelve, and he said unto them, As often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do proclaim my death until he comes. So let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup. We will have a prayer of thanksgiving for the bread and the wine. Let's pray. God, we come before you, giving you all praise, honor, and glory. We thank you for allowing us to worship once again. We thank you for allowing us to serve you and for allowing us to be obedient to your word. In your word, you said, remember me. You set aside this time to not only remember you, but remember the details. The fact that you carried this heavy cross up the hill, symbolic of the heavy weight of all our sins. We remember the crowning of your head with thorns, the piercings in the side, and all the struggles and the weight and the pain that you endured. And Father, we thank you. We thank you. We surely thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it unto them, saying, Take eat, this is my body that was broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. And likewise, he took the cup, he gave it unto them, and he blessed it. Gave it unto them and said, Take, drink, this is my blood that was shed for many for the remission of sins. This do in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. 
And when they had sung a hymn, they went out and up into the Mount of Olives. Why don't you stand with me at this time? Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us this special time. Time, Lord God, that we didn't know in advance that we would have. But, Lord, we want to say thank you for blessing us with this time. And so help us, God, not to waste the time that you have given us in this life. Lord, help us to prioritize as our society comes at us and try to pull us away and to get us to believe that everything else is important and more important than being in your house. That these meetings or organizations or sports or whatever it may be is more important than being in the house of the Lord. Lord, help us to understand that there's nothing more important than being in your house and giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor. So help us, Lord God, to see. We know, Lord God, you are weeding out the sheep from the goats. And so, Lord, let us be sheep. Let us be followers of you. Speak the hearts, Lord God, and we pray that you would help us not waste the time. We ask a special blessing on each and every person who thought of not robbery, who took time to join us on this day. As we give you praise, as we give you glory, and as we give you honor. In the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray that the church say, Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Listen, don't waste your time. Amen.
Amen.